Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture reading is from Psalms. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our inequities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And here are these words from Luke. Two other men, both criminals, please rise, thank you, were led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he, if he is God's Messiah the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, If you are the king of Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into thy kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Maybe seated. in. So I'm going to encourage you, as I do each and every week, to have your bulletins handy. Uh, it does have some beautiful scripture passages as well as uh, reflection questions throughout the week. So that as you travel this week, you will, uh, you will have an opportunity to continue to think about what we talked about here this morning. It also has a, a wonderful space to take notes. So that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning... As I know God's Spirit will, you can write those notes down so that you don't forget what the Spirit is saying to you this morning. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we pause to hear your word, to hear your message for us. And God, as we dive into this topic of forgiveness even a little deeper, God, we know that this can be challenging. And so, God, we ask that you soften our hearts. Open up our minds so that we can truly understand your message. 
And God, may the words that I say no longer be my own, but they be your words, your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're in this middle of this, of this two-part series on forgiveness. Uh, and we talked the first week about forgiving others. You remember some of these stones. You remember what these stones were. These stones were different times when, when you didn't forgive someone for something that they might have done to you or to a loved one. And you carried this grudge around with you. You threw it in your backpack and you, and you held on to it and you carried it becoming more and more weighted down each and every day. But we talked about this last week. We talked about what it meant because when you're carrying that burden, you become inextricably connected to the other person. Whether they know it or not, you are connected to them. A lot of times, they don't even know. And I also told you that that by forgiving them, you are releasing the grip that they unknowingly have on your life. And so since we talked about it last week, you've forgiven everybody, and all of these stones are gone, right? Nobody's carrying any more burdens. They're gone. You can stand straight up with no backpack weighing you down, right? Well, maybe we got a little more work to do. Because it is hard. Which is why I say this question, why is forgiveness so hard? Why does it have to be this hard? How is your burden this morning? How is your burden? Because remember, forgiveness is really working around these relationships. And the relationships that we have, we've talked about this before, where it's, we've got these horizontal relationships, which are the relationships that we have with each other. The relationships that you have with your brothers and your sisters and your aunts and your uncles, your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your co-workers, these are those relationships. And so that's what we focused on last week. But this week, I want to focus a little bit on something different, and that is this relationship, this vertical relationship that we have with God. And so how is our relationship with God? Because you see... These relationships are never going to be as good as they can possibly be until this one is right. If your relationship with God is not right, these are going to be imperfect all the time. And they're never going to work out. We need to work on this vertical relationship. We need this for the relationships that we have with each other to fall into place. There's no other way around it. And so how do we get this relationship right? How do we work on this relationship? How do we reconcile this relationship? Well, some of you, some of you have heard this before, and I'm not, let, me, let me kind of show this to you again here. Uh, so I, I open up my Bible here to Genesis, because Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, which is... This page right here, this is creation. This is God creating all of the world around us. This is God creating each and every one of us. But then something happens. It's the fall. The rest of this 
is God trying to reconcile us to God. The rest of it is this reconciliation. And so how do we get this? How do we get this right? It's, it's all through this reconciliation process. And the reconciliation process has an awful lot to do with forgiveness. Forgiving others? Somewhat. But mostly, forgiveness with God. And God offering forgiveness. So the way we do this a lot of times, and we haven't shared many in, within our worship services, we did a few uh, a little while back, uh, was, was sharing a public prayer of confession. You know, where we have a prayer that we, that we confess to God. All of those things that are going on in our lives. So as we get into this, I want to I ask you a question, especially about this confession in your life. Do you feel forgiven? Honest question. Do you feel forgiven? Do you know that you are forgiven? Do you believe that you are forgiven? I mean, these sometimes are, these sometimes can be easy questions, but they can also be really difficult questions. Because I remember a time when, when we would come up here, and, and I think uh, we had shared this a couple of years ago, Easter, where we had this cross up in front, and, and on Palm Sunday, we brought these little red slips of fabric, and we nailed those slips of fabric to the cross as we confessed our sins. And if you remember what I told you, the easiest thing sometimes is to go up there and confess and nail that sin to the cross. The hardest thing to do is to leave it at the cross. We find it real easy to pick it back up again and take it back with us and not truly forgive ourselves. You see, we are all in need of forgiveness. We're all in need of it. So if, if I look out across to all of you and I, and I peer back there to the, to the people at home and, and if you're thinking, ah, I'm pretty good, I got this. No, we, all of us, are all in need of forgiveness. Paul tells us this, does he not, in, in Romans? He says, all have fallen short. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need forgiveness from time to time. What are those sins? You know, what are those sins that, that we have? What are those sins that you have? I know, I'm peering a little deeper below the surface here. If you need some help, here's some, here's some words that come to us out of Galatians because Galatians tells us about the fruit of the Spirit, about all those wonderful things that the Spirit brings to us. But just before that passage in Galatians, we hear about the works of the flesh, not the fruit of the Spirit. And so some of, the, some of the desires and the works of the flesh are these. Immorality. Impurity. Idolatry. Jealousy. Here's one that we don't have a problem with, right? Anger. Envy. Divisions. Drunkenness. These are the works or the desires of the flesh. These are some of the sins that Scripture tells us are out there that we're going to face. Have you faced those this week? 
Have you faced any of them this week? Have you faced any of them this morning? If we, if we want to go even further, we can go back to the Old Testament too and we can find some other ones that, that Moses carried around with him. It said, okay, God's saying, here are some of the law. This is what you should not do. And what are those? No other gods before me. Well, we don't have a problem with that. We don't put other gods, do we? Family, possessions, uh, almost anything before God. Taking the Lord's name in vain, murder, adultery, stealing, lying, coveting. These are all things that are, that are mentioned in the Ten Commandments. And if we think maybe we're good with some of those, Jesus gives us another word. And if you remember what Jesus said, Jesus is teaching, uh, and, and he starts to talk about the Ten Commandments because he says, you have heard it said. And maybe the people around him were thinking, okay, this is going to be all right. You've heard it said that you should not commit adultery. Okay, he's going to let us off the hook, Right? But I tell you that even if you look at another person in that way, in a lustful way, you have committed adultery. You see, Jesus was saying it's not all about the actions. It's not all about what everybody else sees. It's about what's inside. John Wesley would talk about that where he would say it's the affections that we have. And so how is your heart today? Is there anything that you're hiding from anyone? Is there anything you're hiding from your family, from your spouse, from your friends? Because Jesus says if if it's inside, then that's going to fester and that's going to grow. And then all the ugliness is going to come out. And so these are the sins that we're talking about. But you know what? Here's, here's the other big thing that, that I remember Paul telling us. Because these are all these sins, but we don't really intentionally do them, do we? Well, maybe some of them. But, but there's a lot of times we're like, oh, I didn't really mean to do that. God, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, Paul, actually, let me, let me read this for you. Because Paul has a way with words. Uh, Paul has a beautiful way with words. Sometimes they're really hard to understand. Uh, and this one might get a little confusing for you, so I want to read it. It's, Paul, it's Romans seven fifteen through 20. And so he says this, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but, the, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. You see, Paul is wrestling with himself. You know, and, and actually the words kind of hint at that because it's like, I don't quite understand. He keeps talking about all this stuff that's like, here's what I want to do. But yet I keep doing the stuff that I don't want to do. 
Have you ever had that where you're like going, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden, God, why did I do it? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. We don't want to do these things, but yet we do them anyway. So what are the sins that we have? I want to bring something over here a little closer to me. Because I want to do something here. What are some of those sins that we have? What are the things that, that we don't want to do, but yet we still do them anyway? Maybe it was, maybe it's something that we said. You may not be able to read that, but we'll see. Uh, maybe it's something that we said. That we said something against someone, said some mean and hurtful words. Maybe we hurt someone. Maybe we hurt someone with those words that we said. Maybe we hurt some physically. Maybe we hurt them by something that we did that affected them. Maybe, maybe we stole something. Maybe we had an affair. Maybe, here's one that, that sometimes sneaks in on us. What about being prideful? Being prideful that, that we are the only ones. We are the only ones that know how to do something. We are the only ones that, that can actually complete this project. And, and then once we get done, we inflate ourselves and say, man, wasn't, wasn't I so good? But sometimes pride sneaks in. It doesn't quite end that way or it doesn't get that way really quick. It just sneaks in. Maybe we, maybe we walked away from God. Maybe we walked away from God. Maybe we walked away from family members. Maybe we walked away from a spouse or a friend. And maybe some of the things that we did, we, we resent things. We have resentment that's in our heart that just festers away. Maybe that resentment actually can turn into hate. Hate and regret, and then maybe there's some other things. Let me see here. Let's see. Well, let's put regret up here too. Then the other one is self-image. A self-image of ourselves. And what do we do with our the self-image of ourselves? Sometimes it's sometimes it's a self-harm problem that we have. Maybe it's trying to numb all of the bad things in our life through addictions. Whether it's alcohol or drugs or pornography or, or whatever it may be for you. 
Those get in the way of our self-image. Maybe it's an unbelief of who we are, of whose we are. Maybe it's a feeling of unworthiness. Are we like, to start to look at myself and go, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of what God did for me. And so we have this lower self-image of ourselves. Maybe it's shame. And that may be something that, that others have forced upon you. This shame. Or maybe something that hits a little close to home for me is this feeling of needing to be perfect. Of needing everything to be just so. The need of perfection. But not allowing grace. You see, there's a lot of things that that happen up here. A lot of things that get in the way of who we are. Of who you are. Does, does any of these resonate with you? Do you know of any of those that you're struggling with, maybe even today? Maybe you have this feeling of, of unworthiness. Maybe you have this, this regret or pride that's, that's holding you back. Or maybe you're remembering something that you did yesterday that may have hurt someone. Or an evil word that you said to someone. But you see, when, when all of this stuff is here... When all of this stuff is here, we have a really hard time seeing ourselves. Of an actual good image of ourselves. We can't see clearly. We can't see God's image for us. You remember back, I actually just said something about Genesis chapter 1. Because Genesis, it talks about the creation and God says, I created you in our image. In God's image. You, each and every one of you, has God's image built with inside of you. But with all of this crap up here, it's really hard to see God's image of us. And so I want to know what you're struggling with this morning. Not necessarily to speak it out loud, but to, but to know it in your head, what you're struggling with. What are those areas that... You still have some of this going on because you have not forgiven yourself. And you still carry that around. Just like the rocks, these are more rocks that you're carrying around with you. And so we are in need of cleaning. We're in need of letting all of this stuff go. We need to clean up. But how do we do that? How do we actually clean up then with all of this stuff that's in us? <laughs> you remember the uh, words Jesus said from the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And the thief on the cross says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In a sense, he was confessing who Jesus was. He was confessing his sins. And Jesus says, today you're going to be with me in paradise forgave him of those sins, wiped all of that clean. How did he do that? We sang it at the very beginning of the service. Remember that old song, that old, old song, nothing but the blood of Jesus? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, we can't do it on our own. 
We can't do enough good works. We can't serve on enough committees. We can't bring the best dish to the potluck. We can't do it by ourselves. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so Jesus comes in and says, I got this. Stop trying to do it yourself. Confess to me all of those things. Confess your hurt, the stolenness, the pride, the regret, all of the other things that you've done. Confess them to me. With the blood of Jesus, we can wash it clean. With the blood of Jesus, he comes in and and takes away all of those sins. Wipes them away. And cleans us. Forgives us. Remember the psalmist says, God throws what our sins as far as the east is from the west. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far God throws our sins. How far is the east from the west? It's a long way. There's also a lot of times in Scripture that we hear that God forgives our sin and He doesn't remember them anymore. So why is it so hard for us to not remember them? Why is it so hard for us to say, God, take this stuff away from me and then please let me forget it. Let me live in this new creation that you have created. Who are you? Who are you today? God has has wiped all of this stuff clean. Who are you today? Maybe I should just do this. As I hold this up, Who are you today? Are you a child of God? Have you been forgiven and wiped clean? And given, your, given a new creation, a new life? This is what is offered to us. This image of God that is created within each of us. And so I want to I close with a, with a passage here. Because I want to I tell you this, and then... Uh, but I also want to ask you a different question. Because the question I really want to ask you here this morning is not necessarily who are you. Because I know who you are. I know that you're a child of God and I know that you are a beloved child of God. But I want to know how you see yourself. When you look in that mirror, that cleaned up mirror, do you see the way God sees you? Do you see the way God sees you? Let me tell you how God sees you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 Therefore, if anyone, if anyone, all of you here, all of you that are watching, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. 
Do you hear that this morning? If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. The old has passed away. The new has come. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. How do you see yourself today? Maybe we need to pause for a moment and pray. Maybe we need to offer up a prayer of confession. And as we open our eyes to see ourselves in a new light. So you pray with me. Gracious and almighty God. God, we do pause. And we take this moment to remember all those things that we have been thinking about for a while now. All of those things that, that are sins, the, the ways that we have missed the mark, the, the words that we have said, the things that we have done, the ways we have sinned against you and the ways we have sinned against others. And so God, in this moment, as we think of all of those things that, that are still clouding our image, God, I ask that that we confess them to you now. God, the many ways that that we have a clouded self-image of ourselves. God, you have come in and given us a new life. You have offered to us forgiveness through the power of the cross through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been forgiven. The old has passed away. The new has come. We are a new creation. And so God, thank you for the forgiveness. Help us to truly forget all of those things in the past so that we can live into the new life that you have created for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So how do you see yourself this morning? Do you see the way God sees you? Do you see yourself as a beloved child of God? Do you see yourself as fearfully and wonderfully made? Because brothers and sisters, you are. You are. I'm going to ask that you stand as you are able and join in, in a closing song. A wonderful Gaither song that, that talks about how God touches our hearts and touches our lives because he touched me and made me whole. So as we get ready to to go from this place to our next space, which is just in the community room, to to share some fellowship time and continue our worship over there, I ask that you remember who you are. You remember that image that God has placed in your heart because you are a beloved child of God, because we have confessed those sins and we have forgotten them, because Jesus has come in and touched our lives. 
Such a beautiful refrain of, He touched me, oh, He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Go in the new creation that you are. The clean new creation that God has created you to be. And go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.